0: Well good evening folks and uh, welcome to the prayer meeting on this the 12th of August 2020 and uh, lovely to see you out here again this evening even though we are uh, smaller in numbers uh, one day we'll all be back together again uh, hoping very soon to fellowship as a church uh, so we'll be going straight into the word but let's open up in a word of prayer so let's pray our gracious God and our loving heavenly father again we give thee thanks for this opportunity when we can meet together we thank you father that the doors of the building are opened and we the church can meet together we thank you father that uh, you have allowed these things to happen and we know that there are uh, difficulties where Some people cannot get to church and uh, the rest of the church is split into two. Uh, But we do pray, Lord, that as we fellowship together and as we uh, spend time around the throne of grace this evening, that you would be pleased with our offerings. We thank you, Father, that your word tells us that the fervent prayers of Righteous men, and of course women, avail much in thy sight. So we do pray, Lord, that you draw us out in true believing prayer. And Father, for the study, we just pray that you would make bare your arm and bless each and every one of us, that each and every one of us might be able to say, it was good for us to be here, for here we met with the Lord and was blessed. And again, we pray for our pastor, Pastor Jacob. We just commit him to thee. We ask Lord you touch him in his body to bring him back to his home, uh, what? his own health and strength. And uh, Father, we'd be just careful to give you the praise and the glory in our Saviour's precious and worthy name. Amen. 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 Okay, last week we started looking at a, a short study which I called What the Bible Does. And so we're going to finish that off this evening. We shouldn't be too long. And then I'll give us an opportunity to get to prayer. But uh, Psalm 119, please. Uh, last week we saw in 162, verse 162, that the Bible makes us rich. And then in verse 111, it gives us a heritage. And then verses 1 and 2, it blesses us, the reader. And then in verse 25, it gives us life. Now tonight we'll be bringing uh, the study to a close, but we want to look at four uh, subjects. And uh, we'll go through them uh, one at a time this evening. So, please turn to verse 28. Verse 28 of Psalm 119. Psalm 119 and verse 28 says this. My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thy me according to thy word. And so here we see that the word of God strengthens. David says, strengthen thou me according to thy word. The word of God strengthens us and uh, it gives us strength to meet the trials and tribulations that are ahead. And folks, there is no doubt, no doubt that we need strength in these dark days. I don't know if you've been going to prayer at home or uh, when you go to prayer, what you pray about. But I, I dare say we've been praying for strength. a Strength to meet the, the difficulties of the hour. Strength to meet all the trials. a Strength to meet the testings. Strength to meet the tribulations. And all the challenges of this COVID-19 situation. There are many who are sick. Many have died, and we need strength in these days just to bear up that we might be a, a good testimony to others, that others might see who we are and whom we serve. Just as we drove up tonight, Vicky and I had the opportunity of speaking to the next-door neighbor, first time I've met her, lady called Di. And we invited her along, she said, she's been living there for 30 years, and she's Church of England, and she loves to hear the singing and so forth. And sometimes she's out just doing her washing and hanging in the line, and she sings along with the singing that's going on in here. So you don't know who's listening, and you don't know what sort of a a testimony we have. And we need to uh, be much in prayer for these folks around these doors, uh, that they also might keep well And ultimately come in here and get saved. So we do need to pray for those who are sick, those who are living around us. Just pray the Lord will give us strength to bear up in these days. And even personally, you know, as a church, uh, we have many needs. uh, Many prayer points, and we'll be going through quite a few tonight. uh, And we'll discuss those later but we just need to keep praying that the Lord will give us strength. You know, some fo- sometimes folks, our hearts, I don't know about you, but sometimes my heart gets heavy. And I'm sure you do as well. Sometimes our hearts get heavy. Uh, sometimes we might even be downcast. And they've been watching the news on television. And they're saying that even young people are getting depressed because of this situation. And we can understand that. But as a church, as a fellowship of God's people, we need to be there for each other. It's not as if we're in lockdown on our own. I praise God (laughs) we've got a church. I praise God we've got fellowship with God's people. I praise God that we can even come here in limited numbers and fellowship together. But I hope and pray that we do not get downcast. Uh, Do you remember Elijah? Elijah. He despaired of his life. And 1 Kings 19 and verse 4 says this, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life. And so Elijah was downcast. Elijah despaired. It's almost as if he was in a state of depression. How low do you have to get to say to the Lord, Lord, take away my life. I don't know, folks, but have you ever been there? I don't know everyone's individual state. I don't know how sick, depressed, and despair. I don't know where you've been in your lives. But, folks, if you've ever felt so low or so mentally weak, as if no one cares, and you didn't know where to turn, Well, God has the answer. He always has the answer. To all our troubles, He has the answer to all our difficulties. He has the answer to all our cares. His word and His grace gives us all we need to overcome our difficulties. David says, verse 28 again, My soul melteth for heaviness. Now what sort of a state was David in? My soul melteth for heaviness. And he says, strengthen thy me. And you were to go to get strength. Strengthen thy me. How can I strengthen him? According to thy word. Strengthen thy me according to thy word. Melteth. Heaviness. Folks, David was in a very low situation. There's no doubt about it. Uh, He needed to be strengthened, and he was asking God for leading and guiding from his word. Strengthen thou me according to thy word. Job said in Job 23 and verse 12, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Now, food strengthens us. Food gives us strength to keep going. But Job says, hey, your word is more important to me. And again in Matthew 4 and verse 4, it says, after our Lord had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and the, the word of God says, he was afterwards and hungered, And he answered the devil, the tempter, saying, it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's what gives us our strength. That's what gives us the ability to keep going. That's what gives us that inner fortitude, if you like. And folks, just as bread strengthens the outer man, so the word of God strengthens the inner man. So we turn to the word we turn to the word of god often don't we and in all circumstances especially to strengthen those in time of need now you could probably add to this list there's no doubt but for the sick where would you turn let me just ask the question where would you turn as you were dealing with someone who is sick what verse what scripture would you use anybody can you remember let me give you a couple then. <laughs> okay, for the sick, it's easy for pastors who have been dealing with sick people uh, for uh, many, many years. I love to go to Psalm 103. I-, I love that Psalm. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who healeth all thy diseases. And so we've got to, A scripture that we can turn to. And there's many more. But that's one that I like to turn to for the sick. And then for the bereaved. Those who have lost a loved one. Of course Psalm 23 is the regular. That's the one that a lot of people turn to. The Lord is my shepherd. Then further down. Thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. And we bring comfort to the bereaved. And then the troubled John chapter 14 and verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. Now, if you just start there in chapter 14 and verse 1, it doesn't really mean a lot to you. Let not your heart be troubled. But if you go back to the last verse of chapter 13, the Lord is speaking to Peter and he said to Peter, you know, before the cock crows, you're going to deny me thrice, but let not your heart be troubled and so it was a word of comfort to Peter let not your heart be troubled you believe in God, believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions and he goes on to explain different things to him so there's a word for the troubled and then the burdened 2 Corinthians 12.9 Paul was burdened He, he besought the Lord three times to get rid of this thorn in the flesh And we don't know exactly what it was, but it might have been his eyesight. But Paul had a thorn in the flesh, and he asked the Lord to take it away. And the Lord says, no, Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. And so the Lord has given strength. The Lord is helping out with all these. What about the downcast? 1 Peter 5 and verse 7 says casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. And folks, right through the word of God gives us strength. And we can turn to many, many verses where we can get strength. Okay. Strength. I hope you're strong in the Lord. I I hope you gain your strength from God and from his word. I hope you're not looking to the world to give you the strength. I hope you're not looking to physical sustenance to give you strength. Because the word of God teaches us that it's the word of God that gives us strength to get through these difficult times. Difficult times. So the word of God strengthens us. Then the word of God gives us strength. Liberty, look at verse 45, verse 45. And I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. Folks, there are many things that we need to be thankful for. And not at least, and very importantly, it's our liberty. We ought to be thanking and praising God on a daily basis that we are not under bondage. We're walking at liberty. We used to be in bondage. Look at uh, John chapter 8 and verses 31. Well, just read one verse. And, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You see, we're set at liberty, we're set free. We're no longer in bondage. We used to be in bondage, but no longer. And again, uh, it's saying exactly the same thing in verse 45. I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. I will walk at liberty, I will be free, for I seek thy precepts to know thy truth. That's what David's saying. I will walk at liberty. praise god that we are set free folks praise god that we're walking in liberty praise god that sin no longer has dominion over us verse 133 says order my steps in thy word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me folks we are set free. We are at liberty. Sin has no longer any dominion over us. Folks, I just need to say one thing. Before we continue. Because there's a lot of churches. A lot of isms. Perhaps cults. They are at liberty. But. But. They don't seem to have any boundaries. I know of one particular church. We're not going to mention any names. It's not an independent Baptist church. But I know that many of them can go out and gamble and drink and do all sorts of things on a Saturday night. Then on a Sunday they'll go to a certain meeting of their church and the priest will forgive them. And it happens week after week after week. Folks, that's not liberty. We need to be very careful Because we are set at liberty, but it does not give us a license to sin. It doesn't give us a license to sin. Our liberty comes at a great price. And there are parameters, if you like. There are boundaries, there are limitations set and principles that we must live by. And this needs to be our desire, and I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Uh, This would be a whole new study in itself. But I hope you understand what I'm saying. We are at liberty. We are set free. We are not in bondage, but it does not allow us to go out and do whatever we like on a daily basis before God. No, we need to be very careful that we do the right thing according to thy word. The Lord's Word. Enough to say that David in Psalm 1 and verse 2 says, And his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. This was David's desire. This was David's delight. As I said just a moment ago, our liberty has boundaries and limitations. Along with those limitations, there are responsibilities and accountability. Is it our desire? Is it our delight to be in the Word of God? Is that your delight on a daily basis? You know, Romans 12, 1 and 2, we know it well. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. God does not ask unreasonable things of us. He says, present your bodies living sacrifices. That's reasonable. He's not asking anything unreasonable. Yes, God wants us to enjoy our liberty. Yes, yes, we are set free. But there needs to be sacrifice. There needs to be holy living. Our lives need to be acceptable unto God. We are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And folks, the old devil, he wants our mind. If he gets the mind of children when they're young, he's got them for good. If he puts the devil's music into their mind, it's there for good, generally speaking. The old devil wants our mind, uh, our thought processes. He wants to control us. And that's how he does it. But the word of God says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Philippians 2.5. So what does God's word do? Well, it makes us rich. It gives us an heritage. It blesses us. It gives us life. It strengthens us. It gives us liberty. Look at verse 133. We're trying not to take up too much time this evening. But verse 133 says this. Order my steps in thy word. And let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Order my steps. Here we have direction. Direction. The word of God gives direction. David went to the word of God for direction. Order my steps in thy word and let not iniquity have dominion over me. The end of you were to turn to, well not turn to it, I'll just read it out. But Psalm 37 verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. And Psalm 23 and verse 3 says, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. See, God's word gives direction. Folks, this ought to be our prayer. We can pray about that tonight. That the Lord would give us direction about how to live. This ought to be our prayer and we, as we leave this building. This ought to be our prayer at the start of every day. That the Lord would direct our path. Because it says the steps of a good man. A good man are those that are saved. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. Now, Psalm 119 and verse 5 says this. Oh that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Oh that my ways were directed to keep thy word. Thy statutes. Thy commandments and so forth. David Wanted to do the right thing. And he was asking God through his word to direct him. You you can almost sense David's anxiety in some places here. And here he's pleading with the Lord. that, That his life. That all his daily experiences. His direction would be towards keeping God's word and his statutes. Now his son Solomon. Seem to have a, a grasp on this when he wrote in Proverbs 3, verse 6, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Folks, we need our paths directed by God himself through his word. And folks, it'd be a good question to ask ourselves, wouldn't it? Are we allowing the word of God to direct our paths? Are we allowing the Word of God to speak to us and say, This is the way, walk ye in it? Are you following the statutes? Are you following the precepts? Are you following the commandments of God's word? Uh, which direction are you heading? Paul in 2 Thessalonians and chapter 3, verses 1 to 5, he says, Pray for us that we might be delivered from unreasonable. And wicked men. In other words. Lord take me in the right direction. Deliver us from unreasonable men. Wicked men. So he's asking that the Lord would direct him. And then in verse 5 he says. And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God. And here he prays at others. Might be directed. So he prays for himself that he might be directed. And he's praying for others that they might be directed according to God's word. Folks, whether we like it or not, we need direction. Proper direction. Godly direction in these days. The word of God makes us rich. The word of God gives us a heritage. The word of God blesses us. The word of God gives us life. The word of God strengthens us. The word of God gives us liberty. The word of God gives us direction. And lastly, very briefly, just going to read a few verses. The word of God gives us comfort. Comfort. All these subjects that I'm talking about could be messages in their own right. But I'm just laying down the foundation, as it were. And it will be good if you and Holman studied some of these. But the word of God gives comfort. Verse 76. He says, this is David. Let I pray thee. Thy merciful kindness. Be for my comfort. Let me say it again. Let I pray thee. Thy merciful kindness. Be for my comfort. According to thy word. Unto thy servant. David wanted to be comforted. In the word of God. And then in verse 50 David says. This is my comfort. In my affliction. For thy word. Hath quickened me. And so David again had this. uh, Absolute wonderful testimony. That he had been quickened. By the word of God. And this was comfort to him. Even in his affliction. So often in life's journey folks. We need comfort. And sometimes the comfort of others is not enough. Sometimes the comfort of others, no matter how close they might do or be to us, it may not just be enough. But God gives us comfort in all our situations through his word. Psalm 23, I mentioned earlier, verse 4. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Sometimes it's the rod of correction. And sometimes it's the staff of guidance. But he said, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Matthew 5 and verse 4. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 18. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. The word of God. 1 Thessalonians 5 and and verse 11. Wherefore, comfort. Comfort yourselves together and edify one another. Praise God we can be comforted. I know I get comforted through the word of God. I'm I'm sure you do too. But praise God we can be comforted in the fact that Christ died for us. That ought to bring us comfort. And that one day soon he's coming back for us. And that ought to comfort us. Even in this COVID 19 situation, we know that we have a Savior who has died for us and is coming again to take us home to be forever with Him. What the Bible does makes us rich. Verse 162 gives us a heritage, it blesses, it strengthens us, gives us liberty, gives us direction. Gives us comfort. May the Lord direct our hearts to follow him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.